When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on Pennant Deep, Kentucky has wrapped up a big win against Missouri in week two. Max and Miles are back in Lexington atop of Cavassier Smoke Bar and Grill. Pennant Deep goes tailgating. We have a great interview with Will Levis. But before we get into all of that, we would like to ask you guys to donate to Chris Oates' GoFundMe at Oates22Strong.com. All the proceeds will help Chris and his family with the medical expenses and everything from the stroke he had back in May of 2020. It would be great for the BBN to show out for this cause, especially since Chris Oates is a beloved member of the Kentucky football team, and we would do anything to support him. But as always, we've got a great show for you guys. Man of the Week is back. Like I said, Will Levis absolutely crushed it this week, and he crushes it on Pennant Deep. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, download, comment, leave a review, comment away. And of course, retweet the Pennant Deep podcast at Pennant Deep KSR. Retweet the episode for your chance to enter to win a signed ball by all the guests of Pennant Deep this football season. Let's get into it. So others, mm, so go every time. So others may every time get some. Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome into another episode of Pennant Deep, Kentucky, fresh off a 35-28 victory against Missouri. Honestly, we have a lot of takes that need to be talked about, but I'm in here again atop of uh, Cavassier Smoke Bar and Grill. I'm obviously Brent Wainscott. In here, obviously, former Ray Guy Award winner Max Duffy. Yo. Yo. Uh, I thought you said no. Yo. Was, okay. He won it. I was there to see. He was definitely there to win it. Before we introduce Miles. I was going to say, do you say, what do you, Miles? Because Miles is irrelevant at the moment because yeah. people aren't really caring about him too much. He's getting a lot of hate, so I'm, I'm all for that. My favorite thing about doing podcasts is saying test, test, test when we put these headphones on. Like, I just, I just fun. think that's, that's such a funny I've noticed thing to that do. you do that too. Like, I put it on and like we could just be chilling, and you're just like, test, test, test. Well, like, and we already know that it's fine, and you'd want to do it again. It's like you, you have. Like well, we don't know that it's fine because, like we've said a time or two, there could be a full blown <laughs> royal why, rumble downstairs. That's why you test. That is why you test. Uh, but anyways, we are in here after um, uh, a Kentucky football victory. They moved to 2-0 and after beating Missouri 35-28. We're going to have Will Levis on later in the show. Um, awesome. Great interview. And we've also got a lot to talk about, especially a lot of positive on the Kentucky side for offense. Um, but, you know, Max, this is your first game at Kroger Field as a fan. How was that for you? And what, did, what were your takeaways from the game? Well, I – I guess I didn't have the usual fan experience. I was lucky enough to be put into a suite with free beverages and food, so I can't wow. speak. Yeah, I wasn't among the common man, which I would have liked to be, um, but you're never going to knock off the opportunity to be able to uh, view the game in that way. But, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was, uh, it was really strange to have to watch it from the stands and not be a part of it. And 
really miss like running out in front of people, um, the, the run out at the start of the game. Um, Which, being, by the way, the atmosphere was great. Awesome. Um, just yeah, it was just it was strange uh, not being able to be part of that huddle and like the tense excitement that you feel as a player um, before the game is is probably the main part that I miss is just like that feeling of not knowing what's about to happen and then being part of the decision-making down on the field, even though punt was a small part, just being part of that, like, we have to make decisions under pressure type stuff. But as a fan, did you – because I get this way. Did you get a sense of nervousness too, or was it just like, you know what, like these – I know these dudes, like, they're just going to go play ball. Um <sighs> – I guess I probably was nervous, but it just wasn't the same feeling as when you're playing the game. You know what I mean? Like, you've got no say in it. So, for me, it was, uh, it was kind of, yeah, it was strange. And I, I was definitely, like, just hoping we would win with everything in my heart. Um, and that was a kind of a weird feeling because I felt like when I was on the field, I had a bit of a say in it. Um, but just not being able to control any of it was such a weird feeling. I agree with that, which I've kind of had the feeling last year already with no fans in the stands. But just watching games, it was weird going from – kind of having to halfway focus on the game on your part, but also cheering the team on versus, you know, not having to worry about doing any part. That's, that's one, of, one of the weirdest things, and you would agree with me, is like when you're actually playing, there's a lot that goes into it in terms of warming up, having discussions with coaches, talking to guys on the sideline about certain things that you'd like to adjust that, to be honest, like you don't really get to watch a whole lot of the game. Like it's like, okay, defense is on the field. I'm sweet for a while. I'm going to go have this conversation with this person, this person, this person. And then you kind of just like every now and then you're going to turn around and be like, okay, it's third down. Like maybe we're going to get the ball back. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. kind of funny you even mentioned that because last night, you know, I even looked at Eli. I talked to him about the game a little bit. And I was like, hey, what, like, you know, this guy over here. And after I asked it, even then, I was just like, oh, such a stupid question. Because as a fan, you see everything. And you're like, you know, this happened here. But as a player, it's just like you're locked in on that one assignment. And, and that works. So I think that is an interesting change for you guys and an interesting perspective. Um, but, of course, you know, let, let's talk about the reason why we were there. All three of us were there. Uh, Kentucky wins 35-28. Offense looked good. Um, a lot of running the ball. I know that, um, you know, I, I don't want to say it was a regression back to the last few years because even though Kentucky pounded, it worked. And there was never a time where – Kentucky got in a situation where you thought they couldn't convert. Yeah, one, one great thing that I think this offense is allowing us to do is we at least have the threat of passing now. And whether we do that or not really doesn't well, – I don't think it worries the fans if we do because our offense was productive. I mean, if Chris doesn't fumble those two balls. We score, what, 49 points? Plus we had the intercept, which really was – it's to and fro whose who's, um, yeah. fault it was – we were driving then too. Maybe we put up 56 points, you know what I mean? So if our one wood is still running the ball and doing it really successfully, I don't think anyone cares, but it's just being able to create that space now with the threat of passing. And I think that's something we all kind of kind of took away from this too is like, yeah, Kentucky won. They won by seven. They covered. Thank God. Um, <laughs> for who? Kentucky covered. I know, I'm just saying just, just for anyone that may have – for anyone, yeah. For anyone that could have possibly I mean, wagered on him, not us. Specifically me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not you guys. Specifically me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Uh, three for three on the weekend, by the way. Ooh. I'm happy with it. Nice. Um, nice flags. Yes, very much so. Uh, anyways, but that's the thing we all kind of talked about after the game was like, Kentucky, it didn't even look like they played well, but they still dominated. Agreed. So that's uh, we kind of talked about. So I think Coach Stoops in a press conference maybe Mondays this week talked about just, you know, Every week you're not going to play your best. I don't think anyone can expect that. But finding ways to win when you don't play your best is so important because so many teams find ways to lose games. I thought last night, as good as Kentucky's offense looked 
um, the defense at times kind of kind of gave up on him a little bit um, and kind of leaked some points. But finding a way to win, even though you had the turnovers that you probably shouldn't have had and some of the defensive miscues, I think finding a way to get out of there with a win with a scrappy Missouri team was important. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously always pro-Kentucky right. on this podcast. Um, but i got to admit, my hot take from the first week, very much unfortunately, true. unfortunately very um, true. turned out to be true, which was struggled a little bit with the depth on the D-line. Um, so hopefully, and as we... We know Mark Stoops' defense generally does improve throughout the year. Um, we generally get better as time goes, so I'm sure they'll sort that out. But that does look like a little bit of a worry. And um, I thought as well, just Coach Drinkwitz, who I highly respect as a coach, just his ability to pick apart a little bit our defense and really find those those holes was, was a big credit to him and, and why they were able to score so many points. But again, we had them on the ropes. We were about to knock them out and just those two... Chris, unfortunate fumbles. Um, we obviously love Chris on this pod, but those two were kind of the one where we should have put them away and we just get, we just let them hang around. Gave the block kicked as well. Yep. The yeah. block kicked hard late. Um, so I was sitting in the stands, uh, stands with Mason Wolf, former O-lineman, friend of ours, um, and we were watching as Missouri would drive. There would be times where, like, normally, I mean, the fans would get this, but the, the whole offensive coaching staff and all the potential subs are in one spot on the sideline just in case whoever needs to go in, everybody's in the same spot. Coach Drinkwitz calls Missouri's plays. He would be on the opposite end with no one <laughs> yeah. around him, yeah. squatting, yeah. just watching the game like you thought he was he's, maybe the backup he's kicker effectively, or something. He's effectively known as the nerd to his players. He looks like a middle school math like teacher, the, which if you are one of Inside information from yeah. Grant McInnes. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally the guys call him the nerd. Because <laughs> he just sits at the end all by himself, and you're like, what's that guy doing? And all of a sudden somebody's halfway wide open for a touchdown, and he just pumps his fist like he's just conquered well, the world. Well, you talked about the field goal, Brent. Um, one of Mark Stoops' favorite quotes, and Miles, you'd know this, particularly normally on a Friday, but also on the Monday when he brings up like something, a learning curve, uh, a learning moment from normally a different game, is you never know which one player is going to change the game. And I felt like there was moments in, in last night's game where it almost did change it for the negative. Obviously, the field goal and then the, the two fumbles. You never know which one's going to change that game, and that's why it's so important for us just to clean up some of those things. Well, I think that that's... Another big takeaway as well is I think that's the, the next step for Kentucky. Obviously, we want to beat Georgia. We want to consistently make maybe split games with Florida. Like, it's hard to forget we've still only beat them once. Um, and that's something they can do. But I think, you know, in the early stages for Mark Stoops, it, the first thing was let's win games. Then it was, okay, learning how to not lose games. Because that's something Stoops did early. Can't beat anyone until you stop beating yourself. We, we joke about that, but like, yep. sincerely. It's so true. So now I think the next step for Kentucky is to start making these separations with Missouri's. And, and don't get me wrong, Missouri's no slouch. But And we talked about this before the game. like It felt weird, but Kentucky as five-point favorites against Missouri felt like the biggest lock. Because in yeah. even watching the game, it felt like Kentucky was three possessions better than Missouri. And we don't want to get too much into the X's and O's and, and talk about the game too much because, obviously, you know, we want to get to the Will stuff. But how cool is it? Like, we should have put up 49 points in an yep. SEC game against quality points. Like, how cool is that that now we get to watch games and every week, like, we feel like we're Bama almost. Like, hey, we're going to score. Like, we don't need to, like, grind out that 21-14 to 14 win or – 10 to 7 like now we're like putting up points and we can we could literally go in shootouts with people like there doesn't have to be we hope our defense obviously improves but we don't even need to rely on them anymore like we're putting up enough points to beat anyone uh, yeah, 100% and, and just looking around the SEC too I mean Texas A&M 10 points against who they play Colorado Colorado, Colorado yeah. State 7 I think it was 10-7 final. 10-7, LSU like struggling against these teams yeah they look horrible um, you, think, you think the Colorado like I think the game was on the road right 
Was there any, I don't know, circumstances in Colorado that could have thrown A&M off? Maybe some things that are legalized there. But I'm <laughs> maybe, talking about gambling, maybe. not anything else. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It is pretty hard in Texas. You know, not, not a lot of stuff happen, like gets done there. So, <laughs> so yeah. You know what? You might you might be right there. Jimbo's getting his guys uh, getting his guys ready. <laughs> but no, like, but that's what I'm saying though. Like you just you look around the SEC. Everyone was scoring at a high efficient rate last year, and really the only teams that are still doing that now are. Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, and it's weird to say it, but Kentucky. I thought for a second that he was going to roll off about seven teams because he started off so fast. I was like, Florida, Alabama, Ole Miss, Half Georgia. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're the only teams. Yeah, I mean, and Georgia hung up points yesterday, but backup quarterback against yep. UAB, I mean, you're not going to get much off of that. So um, I think Kentucky, just looking around the SEC and the way the offense has played, two weeks to prepare for the gauntlet against – South Car- on the road at South Carolina and uh, Chattanooga, I-, I think Kentucky's in a great position to, to really, really make some noise. And they'll probably be, be ranked by the time this podcast comes out. I'll be shocked if they aren't. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, we had some fun pregame, though, didn't we? We did have, we did have some fun pregame. Um, I do want to say this, though. I know we talked about in the second episode the disrespect Miles has gotten. And that was just absolutely continued. And, and I, don't, I don't expect anyone to recognize me. I know I have a heavenly voice and an even better face. But, you know, everyone, the entire – we walked through the entire tailgate. We walked around the orange lot a yeah, lot. Feel free, by the way, next Saturday when we walk through for the Chattanooga game or, or pre-Florida game to just yell at us because that's all we copped yesterday. We, we would like that to continue. Just yell out whatever comes into your head when we walk past. Well, we, my, had, we had a guy yelling at us with a megaphone yesterday. We did. That was one of the funnier guys we saw, I think. We did. And, uh, but that's the thing. We were, all three of us were walking around the whole time. Max, Max, Max. So just the, the disrespect that, that Miles and I got, just yeah. absolutely crazy. And and to, granted, to we all, don't have any Ray Guy awards. To all, the female, or to all the females that were yelling my name, I'll get around to messaging you guys eventually. <laughs> but just give me some time, okay? So I think that's what we talked about, though. Like, we'll reach the pinnacle of this podcast when people just start calling us out, like, and not even noticing Max. Okay, like, we've got some hot takes as well really, really fast. And me and Miles are going to jump on this. The gate. Oh, the gate. What do you so, think, Miles? Okay. Big whiff. For a background story for the fans listening, um, with COVID last year, I never got to go to a tailgate, obviously not before then either. Max, this was his first tailgate experience. Yep. Gate reached out to us. Yep. Um, we appreciate them listening and hope that we can gate. meet them. <laughs> we are still trying to get we there, by the way. Meet them, uh, we still want to meet them. but Very badly. We, we, get, we struggled. Oh, str- we got feedback of some colored lot that they were in. <laughs> we had no idea where we were going, which, granted, we probably should have double-checked what the color lots were before we went. We were completely unfamiliar but just wandered around like maybe lost in the desert for 40 years or something. Dude, to the fans, we apologize because me being the dumbass that I am, <laughs> I thought, like, okay, let's say orange lot, purple lot, whatever. Like, that's going to be a lot that might be, you know, 15 yards by 15 yards. Like, we'll, we'll know exactly where they are. I didn't realize how many people tailgate and turn up to our games. Like, obviously, you see them in the stadium, but you don't realize how vast that is outside the stadium. And we were like, okay, orange lot, let's go there. So we go to the orange lot. And like you said, we just thousands wandered around. Of thousands, thousands of people. Thousands of people. And you just wander around. It's like... You need a big sign on your tailgate, like saying, "This is the tailgate where we told Max and Miles to come." To I you. really hope when we actually find the gate that they've got like a huge Hollywood sign that says <laughs> "the gate," and we yeah. just missed it. Just absolutely. What week. if it was under our nose the whole time? We just absolutely so, missed it. So, to people that want us to come to the tailgate, we're happy to, and we love doing that. Um, just give us a little bit better drop directions, or drop a pin drop or something. Pin. I want to say though, they did 
do like the gate did pretty well with directions. <laughs> I just don't think we had the right wherewithal in the moment. Yeah, we're not great with directions. But we okay. but we did make it to a one tailgate before uh, before Max had to go in for pregame. Um, Todd Harris, I believe is his name from the Blue Lot. Yep, awesome. And live music. Yep. Uh, like three tenths. Uh, dude, dude, dude had the setup. Had the, oh, on. he had it going. That so we really wanted to shout him out. That was an absolute blast. That My really two good. favorites besides that were the dude that we walked past that was watching Kentucky Downs. Yep. <laughs> like so that everyone's watching football. You walk past and the dude had the which I'm all for by the way. <laughs> had the form out and was just going Kentucky Downs. I gave him a couple of tips. I apologize to that guy if you're listening. Uh, they were both terrible. Uh, both didn't come in the top three. And then my other favorite, and I'm not sure how, uh, what the BAC, blood alcohol content, <laughs> of these people were at the time <laughs> when we walked past them, but I'm pretty sure it was high because we walked past and they were watching some sort of like David Attenborough whale documentary. <laughs> Planet Earth. During a football tailgate. They were very confused. <laughs> oh. Maybe they were ready for their Colorado game. What Maybe was going so. on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite was, uh, as lost as we were looking for the gates, <laughs> we saw two people even more lost. As we go through the tailgates, tents everywhere, two yellow shirts. Like fully decked gold. out. Yep. And I was like, oh, another couple Missouri fans. No. Iowa. Iowa. Yep. And I think the game was at Iowa State yesterday. It was not in Kentucky. It That's sure wasn't sure. in Lexington. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where they were. We both, Max and I, were like, what is going you on? You think they sat people? down and the teams ran out and they're like, hold on a second. Are we in the right place? <laughs> well, we, well, I mean, let's think about Mark Stoops did play Iowa. Maybe, maybe, maybe they just really like we Iowa just and they're just Stoops. going to support. Big yeah. Mark Stoops fan. I can see it because we passed them. They were wandering around. We laughed at them. And then we come in back. In their for face, a, by the way. Just yeah, pointed just at right them. Just at absolutely. We come back for a second round. They had made their way to a table and were eating food, just looking around like they knew where they were at. But yes, to continue on with that, if you guys want us to head out to your tailgate, um, if you want us to have a couple of beers or play some, uh, what's it called, cornhole corn with you guys, we're more than happy to. But just give us some better locations because I'm looking forward to the stories that we get but from the tailgating on. before the game. Should we throw out the caveat, though, at your tailgate that if Max is there, you can't have buffalo chicken dip? Yeah, correct. I found this out last night and was absolutely perplexed. Worst food in the world. So Max, being from Australia, looked at us and said, I don't know how you Americans do it. Buffalo chicken dip is the worst thing on the planet. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's probably the number one game day food for me. And it's so that good. wings, which those kind of go together, I guess. Burgers is easy. So you know what? Let's do I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. Okay. I want – I want to taste the. I want to. I want someone to show Max the best buffalo chicken dip at, at a tailgate. That's a good one. Actually, I'll be prepared to try it, but uh, I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm going to say good things about it. One funny thing as well before we um, move on is, I, and I don't know if you thought this was hilarious, Miles, but we're walking around, and I would say of the three of us, Brent's probably the larger of the three. No offense, Brent. It's all good. Um, we were going to a guy's tailgate, and the whole reason why Brent wanted to go, and he brought it up at least five or six times, was. I'd really like to try those wings. <laughs> yeah, he talked about the wings. I'd really like to try the wings. And we were like, we were standing around and we're having a beer at a different tailgate. And he was like, oh, I'd really just like to get there because he talked about those wings. Like, I'd really like to try those wings. Like, hey, dude, I don't know how hard you're getting thinking about these wings, but let's just relax a little I was bit. so hungry. I and then we got there. Did you? You didn't even try the wings. We didn't that offer him. <laughs> that was the best part of the story was. So Max is, we're obviously friends with Grant McKinnis and Max got into the game early to go visit him. So Max left the tailgate that we were at for the wings early. Brent and I stuck around for a little bit, talked a bit, and then left. And he kind of had like a grimace on the way out, and he was like, I didn't get those wings. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even offer them. 
Listen, all the they're, they're like of of the like pillars of the things Brent Wayne Scott cares about in life. It's obviously like like family, uh, Kentucky football, and, and like chicken wings is up there. Yeah. So, so hey, I could have had all three in one day, but I fell a pillar short. So, so while you're while you're making me try your buffalo chicken dip, make sure you uh, get some wings on the side for Brent. Otherwise, he's not going to be happy, and you'll get a bad tailgate rating. I'll be. I mean, I'll be happy. Like it doesn't have to be. Ch- I, we don't even. Well, I mean, never mind. But like it would have been. Those wings would have been clutch on Saturday because it was a it was a long long day. Can we do like the what's it, you know Dave Portnoy does the pizza reviews? We could do like a Saturday and have you do reviews of all the buffalo chicken dip you'd have. Now maybe you they would all score like threes. Yeah, you would throw it by the end of the day from yeah. all of it, but it could be a good. If you get uh, above a three, video. well done. Congrats, well, what well we should done. do is we should all try the buffalo chicken dip yeah, and average yeah, it out average because it we're gonna give it like like seven, I'm eight, nine, it tens. tens and. Yeah, Max will even it out. Yep. But. So what's up the gate? The challenge has been thrown down. Which, by the way, we looked at the gate's Twitter, um, obviously when they, they shouted us out, and there's a video on there that everyone should check out of Mark Stoops um, shouting them out and saying thank you for all the support. Two funny, hilarious things about it, and I've already said it a couple of times, but one, the dude that was counting down Mark Stoops to start his speech, he says one go at the very start, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, edit it properly. And then two, That's one of Mark Stoops going, himself. what's up the gate? The gate. <laughs> the gate. <laughs> what's up the gate? Let, let's get to Will. We're going to get to Will soon, but I do just want to say uh, we, we do appreciate everyone reaching out wanting us to come by. The atmosphere was great. It's only going to get better for the LSU games, uh, the Florida games, and certainly the Tennessee game. Um, look forward to seeing you. Yeah, we, yeah. we look forward to seeing you all, um, and we just appreciate the support. And it was really uplifting for us as well to finally go out and meet some of the pinheads, and, and that was really cool. And I think I speak for all of us on that. But uh, that was our Saturday. Let's talk to the man of the hour. Let's talk about how, how his Saturday Sling went. Sling Machine. Sling Machine, how his Saturday went. The banana-eating maniac, Will Levis. All right, joining us now on Pin It Deep, we are pleased to have the man himself, QB1. 2-0 and as a starter at Kentucky last night, went 10 for 18, about 180 yards, ran for 25 yards, ran for a touchdown. Will Levis, joining the show. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. How excited are you out of 10 to be on this show? I'm. Uh, Don't say below 10. I was going to say like a 9. Like, oh, I mean, uh, man. Dude, come but on. Come I'm on. pretty excited. Pretty <laughs> excited. 10, 10 would be overdoing it, though. How was uh, how was last night? How how'd you find it? Give us a little recap of the game. It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously the atmosphere was uh, really electric. Um, the night game, I think there was a lot of hype behind the game. So going out there on the catwalk, we could just tell right away that the fans really came out uh, to show for the game, and um, there was energy all throughout the night for the most part. What, how'd you find the catwalk? Because that's. Uh I mean, it's obviously everyone kind of does their own walk. That would have been the first time you did it with a really big crowd. How, how was that? It's cool. It's similar to what we did at Penn State. It's kind of the same thing. Get off the bus. All the fans are waiting for you. So I think everyone kind of has their own um, version of it. But I think uh, being like the starting quarterback. Um, yeah, just like a few with, people just randomly calling out your name. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was definitely a Hopefully little bit more. Hopefully more girls than guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There were some uh, older dudes trying to throw, <laughs> throw bananas at me and stuff. That was kind of weird. But I saw uh, Rob, just quickly, we're going to ask you that a little bit later, but did you get a laugh out of the guys that apparently turned up to the uh, ULM game in the banana suits? Yeah. That was I, pretty I funny. And then I saw the banana inflatable balloon in the stands yesterday being thrown around. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah, the catwalk was cool. And um, it's a cool way to kind of start the day. No doubt. Cool. So, Will, you talked about that it was similar to Penn State. What uh, what kind of got you from Penn State to Kentucky? 
So it was just the process of me trying to figure out um, if I wanted to transfer. It was a tough decision. Right. And then um, with the deal of um, being a graduate transfer you have immediate eligibility regardless i know that with covid they've been a lot more lenient with kind of letting kids being able to play right away anyways but um kind of started it like maybe a semester before i actually did it where i thought that it was um it might be a decision that i wanted to make knowing that i have i was on track to graduate that next semester if i was going to do it then would be the time so went back and forth with my parents and talked to the coaches tried to get as many honest answers as i could there and um Ultimately, just came down to the decision that it would be in my best interest for my ultimate goals and future to explore options elsewhere. And then Kentucky um, approached me soon after, and then opportunity the opportunity didn't seem like it could get much better, and uh, I jumped at it pretty soon. So, um, How many other schools uh, hit you up when you were in the transfer portal? A few. I, I mean, Kentucky was one of the first, and then once they did, the other schools that would kind of reach out, and I knew that they weren't on the level that Kentucky was, I kind of was just like, hey, like... So like Louisville? <laughs> Louisville didn't. Uh, Louisville did not reach out to me. Well, I that, bet they're hurt right Louisville. there. Yeah, typical yeah, Louisville. They are hurting there. That's for sure. Yeah, but um, Kentucky, I connected with them right away. Coach Stoops, Coach Cohen, um, really liked the vision they had for the program. Obviously, the offense I knew fit my strong uh, skill set, and uh, it it just seemed like uh, I couldn't get much better than than that. And how much? How much of us kicking your ass in the Citrus Bowl led to that? <laughs> it definitely made me take them more seriously. You know, like I think. Uh, these past few years, maybe like the years before that Citrus Bowl when uh, I wouldn't have thought Kentucky as much of as, as a football school. And then obviously saw it firsthand that year. That was my freshman year. So um, you guys had a hell of a team that year. And uh, it's just kind of funny how things come full, full circle. People ask me about that game all the time. And it's funny to kind of reflect on it and uh, be on both sides of it. I was okay, say, so in, in that locker room, though, like you, you kind of mentioned it. Was everyone just like, I mean, we're just playing Kentucky. I mean, or – was that really being the first wake-up call? No, I was being, I'll be really honest here. Like, we, we knew that they were a good team. I mean, you watched the film. It was pretty obvious that these guys were going to come to play. Obviously, I didn't watch any of the offensive film that much. We didn't watch just, too much special teams? Did not watch too much special teams, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, I, mean, I, I knew we had a, a Ray guy. Uh, not <laughs> yet. Award, not uh, by that stage. I thought, it was that, I thought it was that year, right? <laughs> the next year. The next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Probably should have won it that Shows year, how much he cares about you, Max. He yeah. does not watch a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, but um, obviously just watch the defense. And, uh, I mean – you guys had Josh Allen. I mean, that, that's all you really got to say there. But um, solid in the secondary as well. Um, you guys were, were long in the secondary, if I remember correctly. You guys had some long DBs, and we were able to make plays on the ball. And, um, yeah, just just solid all around, okay. obviously. Got a question on for you and an interesting story. And I don't know if you remember. I may have talked to you about this before we've been on. I can't remember. Um, so, Citrus Bowl game, mm -hmm. warm-up. Oh, okay, so yeah. <laughs> all right, so for this. everyone listening, so we're out there warming up, and what happens with Kentucky's warm up is the specialists generally get out there earlier than everyone else. So we kind of warm up, then everyone else comes out and they warm up. If you've ever been to a game and got in early, you'd see that. Um, Penn State warmed up a lot earlier than what we did with their entire team. So we go out there, you know, I'm warming up, punting and stuff, and long snapper snapping to me, and they decide to start running their routes through our snapping line. And when you, got, when you do a warm-up, you're allowed back to the 35 until the 60 on a certain side. So they get their Penn State side back to the 35. We get our Kentucky side back to the 35. Anyway, Tristan A. Yeomans, our long snapper, is snapping to me. And, Will, you can just clarify this story at any stage. 
their wide receivers just start, decide to just run routes through our snapping line. Well, anyway, our coach obviously nicely, as he would do, went up to their coach and said, hey, could you please stop running through our snapping line? Very nicely. Um, and he basically told him where to go. So our coach began to yell at him a lot. And then he said, if any of those wide receivers run through, kick them as hard as you possibly can. So we started, we kept going, and I was like, dude, let's not get too carried away here. Like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. We can work around this. Our coach said, uh-uh, like, boot it. Anyway, I believe it's, who's the quarterback right now at Penn State? Clifford, Sean right? Clifford, yeah. So Clifford decides to get involved and come over and be lippy, and he's it's saying shit to us, and we're like, dude, we're just trying to punt. Like, just leave us alone. <laughs> so Clifford sticks his foot out and tries to kick one of the balls at Tristan's snap. So I walked at him. I booted it as hard as I could at his head. I missed him by about an inch. I wish I had a hit him. <laughs> and I said, with a few expletives, um, do that again and see where you f- See where your head ends up next time. And he thought that that was, you know, a little bit rude of me. So he came at me, and then I swear everyone saw it, and the whole Penn State sideline and players were right face to face with me. I'm six foot, 180 pounds. Tristan's six one, maybe 180 pounds. Miles is five foot one. 135 pounds, <laughs> and we somehow beat the whole Penn State team, oh, and they yeah, backed yeah, away, yeah, backed yeah, away, yeah. Uh, didn't want any part of it. True or not true? So true up until that little last part there, but um, it was a lot of fun. I was on the op, I was on the, there was one, one group going one way, one group going the other, so I was a little far away from it, seeing it all happen, but I saw it from a distance. And there was a little bit, bit of chippiness for sure. I like and, uh, you saying you're not involved. I like that. Yeah. You're kind of on yeah. the outskirts. Yeah. Imagine Coach Stoops then, like, surely come, somebody came to him in the locker room and said, Coach, we've got an issue on the field. This is a brawl starting. He's like, who's doing it? Thinking it would probably be, you know, one of the starters. Or, well, we'll get started. But, like, as in a normal player. And he's like, no, if it's normal Max player. Miles, a snapper, it's, <laughs> well, it's the smallest guy. The, the funniest thing was as well, Will, when we heard that we were going to get a Penn State transfer, we immediately thought it was going to be the dude that sucked his foot out. And we're like, this is not going to work <laughs> well. This is not going to work well. <laughs> well, let's – you know, you mentioned the, the coaches talking to each other. You've been in both locker rooms with James Franklin and Mark Stoops. And they don't really say it, but we can kind of tell there's a bit of a, a beef. There. What's the difference between playing under Franklin and Stoops? And as players, a player who's played for both, do you have it in the back of your mind that like, hey, these dudes really just don't like each other? Honestly, that's the first time I've heard that. I, I didn't. I wasn't really? aware of that. I didn't know that there was that. Um, Did you not notice the 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 bring it on asshole at the Citrus Bowl <laughs> after you all uh, ran the fake and failed? And he's saying we're the real blue and white. Yep, that, that too. I, I, I honestly, I, I think I might have heard it in passing, like someone saying it, but I didn't know that there was like a legitimate thing going on. But I mean, uh, both of them are great coaches. I got utmost, utmost respect for Coach Franklin. I mean, he's a big reason as to why I'm the player I am today. He was a big part of my development. Um, but uh, they are a little different just how they're wired and just how they approach things. I think Coach Franklin's a little more kind of like emotional with his guys but like um coach Stoops at the same time is like a player's coach and he'll let you know every day that he respects you and his, and he's, his whole thing is about respect if you respect him he'll respect you back and he definitely shows that and I think that's why he gets his guys to play play so hard for him because the players really do understand that and I just think that both of them are so good at getting their teams to to really buy in and, and play for them but just doing it different ways and, yeah um, yeah with that will as well i want to ask you your perception so i remember when we were at the citrus bowl we had to go to um like an amusement park and we got paired up with oh. person firstly who'd you get paired up with do you remember um, db from tampa i forget um oh, oh mike edwards you say uh, he plays at tampa so. now or? no oh, he was, okay. he's from tampa okay uh no clue yeah, um sure <laughs> um so when we were talking to the guys obviously like you get to know the other guy that you were paired up with a little bit 
we had like le- more leniency with our curfews than you guys did. Yep. Um, and so I find like my favorite thing about Coach Stoops is how much time off he gives us, how respectful of our time he how he has. And obviously, you know, as much as some people would be like, oh, they, you know, got to stay out till 1 a.m. or something. Yeah. This isn't going to work for a game. We obviously ended up winning. Yeah. Um, so both both sides work. How have you found that with Coach Stoops so far with how, how great he is with your time? I think it's, it's it was very telling with camp this past um, summer. Uh, there's, I think, a lot of times at Penn State, I think a lot of college football players would agree that, yeah, you I mean, you want to spend a lot of time during camp and you want to, um, make sure you have everything down, but at, at, it gets to a point where it's kind of just like draining and like not even productive at that point. With 100%. just like the, the the constant walkthroughs, the constant meetings, it's just like kids kids get to the point where it's like I just want to like I'm just looking forward to my day off. I just want to live. Yeah. I just want to look. Yeah. I want to get to my day off. It's like I want to I want to get through this week. Not 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 get not like I don't know. Get the most out of the day. And our schedule this year. I mean, we had. We would have um, – we got to the point where we had practice in the mornings and then we'd have three, three and a half hours off to just go home, take a nap, chill, come back, have a good meal, meetings. And it was – definitely did not do as much as, like, I did when I was at Penn State at camp. But you could just tell that, like, the guys, like – it was there, no one was ever very drained and the guys just came out every day um, – really with a good mental attitude just because they knew that Coach Stoops had that respect for their time and uh, everything. And I, I think that's, that's a good thing that okay, he does. Okay, so yesterday uh, I was watching the Paul Feinbaum show mm-hmm. and Matt Corral was on there, right? Yep. And <laughs> tell me if your day is similar, but um, Paul Feinbaum said to him, what's the day of a typical SEC quarterback, right? And he's a weekday. And he said, well, I wake up at like 4.30 a.m., I go in at 5 a.m., watch film, till 7.30, have breakfast, and we practice from 8 till 12, go home, get a quick nap in for an hour. At 2, I watch film again till 5.30, eat dinner, work out from 6 till 8, go home, probably try and get some time in to play maybe an hour of PlayStation or talk to my family, then I go to sleep, do it all again. Which I thought was interesting because he basically admitted that he never does schoolwork, go to class, or do any exams. That's not necessarily true. Because we okay, what if he studies cinematography? Uh. <laughs> watching film could be maybe the morning is like the football, the afternoon is like his actual class. Degree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you go to class? I do. I do. <laughs> I, I can. I can. I can confidently say that uh, I haven't missed a lot of class in my college career. And um, but yeah, I'm in grad school now. Only have to take nine credits, which is nice. So. Get a lot of more, a lot more time to focus on football. What are you, what are you going to graduate in? So I have my undergrad in finance from Penn State, and I'm getting my master's in finance here at Gatton. Well, that, that gets to what of one of our, you know, Twitter questions asked. Do you have any stock advice? Uh, thank you, Mark Stoops Burner, for that. Thank you. Buy high, sell low. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've been, I've been doing some research on additive manufacturing, uh, 3D printing stuff. I think that's going to be the future of the um, supply chain, and that's going to be a big uh, shift here in the next decade or so. So looking into uh, PRNT ETF, um, huge yeah, yeah, some just some other just some other stocks that I've been keeping an eye on. But I mean, I have like a little portfolio, just kind of have a, like not that much money, just kind of throw around and have fun with it. But That's hopefully, like when I get some more money, like with this NIL stuff, I'm yeah. able to. Yeah. When we uh, get off there, we might have to get into this a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. Come, come to Pennant Deep for all your Mark Stoop <laughs> stories and financial advice. Yeah, we'll Jeez. actually be coming to you Thursday with a Will Lever segment just <laughs> <Yes>. on the <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, hey, before we get to some more personal questions and stuff, let's just touch on the game again real quick. Um, just for everyone, obviously, is really interested. 
in last night, big discrepancy between throwing it and running it. Yeah. Um, was that just one of those things where maybe that was the look they were giving us or was that kind of the plan going in? <coughs> what, what did you think about that? It wasn't the plan, but it was, I mean, it wasn't the plan to run that much, but it's always just like how the feel of the game goes. And it got to the point where we could really do whatever we want with running the football. Sure, we got, I think, well, that one three and out were a couple incompletions and then we got stuffed at the line, but I think what did we average per rush? Probably like five, six, seven yards a rush. So, um, yeah, Chris would have five touchdowns if he didn't throw a couple. Yeah, yeah. and we would, um, we were, we were doing a lot with the run game that they just couldn't really handle. And, um, if that's how the game goes, why would we, why would you pass it, you know? And we were able to pass it when we needed to, and we made some good conversions on times that we needed to. But as long as we're winning, um, however, whatever it takes, I'm going to do whatever it takes to just operate and get us to be as efficient as possible. Uh, one of the highlights of the game for me, I believe it's like second down. You just straight up truck stick the dude in the second yeah, quarter. They're still trying to dig 25 out of the <clears> Oh, my God. You, just, you killed him. And, and so <laughs> at the moment that you were like, yeah, I just killed this dude, or like what was that? And how did it feel to do that to be like, hey, I'm a quarterback, and I just lowered my shoulder and yeah. just leveled you? So that's something that I did a decent amount of at Penn State. And um, uh, just – a lot of my role there was kind of just to go in and get short yard situations, uh, drop my shoulder sometimes when when need be, but uh, that definitely felt really really good. Similar and to it was uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they um they played a lot of man week one, and we were thinking that they were going to play as much man this week, but kind of in the back of my mind I was like, I, I think they're going to drop out and play some play some zone. So a few of the few of the times in the first couple of drives they gave us man looks, and then on the snap of the ball dropped out to either cover two or cover three, and when that happened. We, we thought it was man, so the route concepts we had called were good for man, not necessarily good for, say, cover two. So on that play, we had a shallow cross that can sit versus zone over the middle. We're waiting for him to sit over the ball. It kind of got a little too far away from me. ended up sitting in front of the linebacker, so I was like, don't really have anywhere else to go. Let's take off and run. Um, I knew the first down was close. I wanted to make sure I got to the first down, lowered the shoulder on um, that, you know, number 25, their linebacker is a pretty good player. And, um, <laughs> can you tell? Yeah, us, really good tackle. Can, yeah. can you tell us what you said afterwards? I didn't say anything to him, but I just kind of laughed. Did he say anything was, to you? Uh, no, no, he, definitely didn't he was buried in the turf. How's he going to get a word out? Well, that's the, the thing. Well, obviously that play was a big one. I noticed as well. But there was a lot of times last night when you put your body on the line. You know, diving out for it to get the first down multiple times, even on the last play of the game, extending it, trying to get get the time under forty seconds so the clock runs out. Where does that grit come from where you, as a quarterback, where most people shy away from contact, that you just you welcome it almost? I think it's just um, I take a lot of pride in, in just, like, I don't know, like my fitness. Like, I lift – like, when I lift, I, like, lift to get stronger and get bigger. And, like, I wasn't that – like, I was decent size, decent speed when I got to college. But it's something that I really bought into when I got to Penn State and um, was able – was putting up some big numbers in the weight room. I was like, why, why wouldn't I – not use this to my advantage if I can and I mean experimented with a little bit with with how I ran the ball and learned how I can run the ball efficiently and get those extra yards and it's just a part of my game that I can use but I I do have to be a little more kind of picky as to when to use it because obviously there's going to be bigger dudes than me and I don't really want to be lowering my shoulder on them. My favorite thing about watching college football and I love to be a part of it is a couple of things. One, Getting to clap as the quarterback is so awesome. And I always like go, if you stuffed up the clap, it would be so funny because it's like bad clap, whatever. So the cadence of the clap is huge. Yeah. Other thing, you get to do a cadence, which is really awesome. I would love to go out there and do a cadence. Yeah. 
other thing, last one, you get to kill and tap your helmet, right? Is that right? Is yeah, that we, a kill well, plate? We, like we, kill, we call kill? cans or uh, just... Okay, uh, how audibles. fun is that? And do you ever just audible just because it's so fun to tap your helmet and look <laughs> around and look like you're in charge of the process? Because I would do it all the time, regardless of if the play was on or not. Yeah, as, much, as fun as it is, I really would rather not get ripped by the coach <laughs> on the sideline. So try to make the right call. It is fun when I do have the look that I need to, that need to uh, alert the uh, other play. I definitely have fun with it for sure. So it's pretty cool. I'd work on my clap in the morning. I'd stand in the mirror. Dude, I get the clap. When I'm watching Cola games, I literally clap along with them. Oh, it's a funny so story, good. actually. We um, I I've never had a clap cadence, but I've heard stories. Uh, I think like my buddy was telling me when he visited Ohio State on like a recruiting visit, they spent like a like a good five ten minutes just a quarterback standing in a circle and just clapping, <laughs> just practicing their their cadence. No way. Yeah. So, I mean, because it, it's got to be crisp. Because yeah, you're be right. Crisp, if you're in a, if you're in a loud environment and you get a one of these, you're it's, screwed. It's actually funny because, like, we joke around about that. But Sawyer Smith's one of our good friends. And he was obviously called back in Kentucky for a little bit. And we, when we're watching games, especially on Sundays, like, we always clap. And our claps are so bad compared to his. So, like, I don't know if it's like – it must be a thing you can work on. Strong yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it's, you know, keeping it inside the huddle as well, uh, a two, two-part question for this one. First one, um, one of the big decisions last night that ultimately ended up not mattering was, I believe there's two minutes to go. You guys are on the 19-yard uh, line, fourth and one. What was that conversation like in the huddle? Obviously, as a quarterback, I'm sure you wanted to go for it. But the decision to kick it. Um, what was that conversation like, and how did it, did it land on the decision that, hey, we're going to kick it in this situation? I mean, it was, it was as simple as if we kick it, it's game over. And um, that's a situation where it should be – It's uh, most of the time we're going to make that. Obviously, we had some unfortunate things happening. I mean, I don't really know what, what happened or what went, what went wrong. just knew that it got blocked. But, I mean, we got to the sideline, and Coach Stoop was like, nope, we're kicking it. I mean, there's no thought about it. And he was like, if we, we, when we make it, it's game over. So, I mean, I was like, all right. Um, because obviously, if we go out there and you, did he did he do the kicking motion? So Coach Loops, so, it's no. so funny whenever he wants to kick it because he does a little kick himself, as if yeah. he's like Ruffalo. Just in case you forgot how to do it, this is how you kick it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he has little things like that that he does all the time, though that I, I've definitely noticed. But I did not see that last night. <laughs> and, yeah. and just to follow up with that, you know, it seems like there's great continuity, and we're only two weeks in with you, Stoops, and Cohen. How great is that? The the support tree, knowing that no matter what, it feels like. Kentucky's got three great options when it comes to making the right decision on offense. Like, as a Kentucky fan, it's been a long time since we're in a third and five plus, and it's like, oh, we're going to get this. Like, last yeah. night, yeah. Well, there was a lot a of times screen. when there was like, okay, we're going to get this. Mm -hmm. And it ultimately made the decision of the game. So what is that like having that continuity? It's awesome. I mean, I came here that we wanted to have a balanced offense, and there's going to be a lot of games where we run it more than we throw it. There's going to be some games where we throw it more than we run it. And like I said earlier, just kind of how the flow of the game goes and what's working for us and what's not. And um, if, if, if there's a day where they're locking us up in the passing game, it's, it's good that we can fall back on a strong rushing game as well. So, yeah, very um, strong rushing game. Uh, I think we're not even close to our potential yet with the rush game. We, our offensive line, obviously we have, we have great players up there, but just I think they still haven't got, we haven't gotten to the point where we're um, fully, fully yeah. effectively playing at their um, – potential with just their continuity with these new run schemes that we had to put in this past year and uh they're only going to get better throughout the season i'm sure of that so at the end of the game last night i think it was whenever it was y'all were basically about to take a knee i saw stoops kind of run on the field and grab you <laughs> which i love when he inserts himself late because he's sprinting as fast as he possibly can i assume he said something about i thought the the third down when you i think they thought you were going to take the knee on third and then on fourth delay it a little bit but you went ahead and did it on third right 
So second down. So he came up to me and our our. So this is our. So listen, our. Listen, before you get into this, any Mark Stoop story is is on. Go. Like, yeah, go, no. Go for it. Oh, yeah. So, our – this is – I was very confused. So, the, they had called a timeout. This was second down. Yep. And, obviously, the game clock is not running. Right. So, there's no point in me waiting for the play clock to get down to two <laughs> seconds. I should have yeah. just snapped it right away. Right. But I get to the sideline before the play, and Coach Stoops has said, like, said, take your time, take your time. I was like – He's like, he's like, wait it out, wait it out. <laughs> what he meant by so our our he wanted me to what do what I did on the following yes, play, yes, yes, which yes, is yes. get the snap, wait five seconds, so that yep. after the next kneel we would have game over. Yep. We call that slow victory. Slow victory is our it's literally a, a call for us. Instead of victory, we go slow victory. Yep. Everyone's a little more aggressive blocking, and I, and I gotta wait till there's any contact, so I have to go down because I know I have to kill four seconds for us to get enough time off the yep. clock to yep. win the game. So he was, t- he was, like, using this terminology. I was like, we're not on the same page here. I'm like, I don't, am I missing something? Like, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, it's the game moving. clock's not moving. Why is he telling me to wait? So I waited till like, three seconds, snapped it. And then he's all pissed off because he didn't – he was like, he's like, I told you to, to wait to, to, to kill time or whatever. I was like, I was like, oh, you like, slow victory. Okay, like, because I didn't know. Like, I can't do the math off the top of my head that, like, we needed to kill four seconds here. But uh, got it done on the next play. Thank God we had that next round, uh, well, down to get it done. So. Get used to it because yeah. I can tell you the amount of times he's run into a punt huddle and tried to tell me what to do and it's been so far off the mark is hilarious. <laughs> like, you're just like, wait, what? What are we what No, are he, we was, he told me the yeah, right he thing. Told you the he right, just, yeah, it's just, just we weren't on the same yes, page. Yes, we weren't yes, on the same page. So funny. That is one thing, like, over the, my years at UK that I noticed, and it sounds like he's continuing it maybe with the not, not the right words, <laughs> but he's really good um, in practice and in the game day of, like, practicing all the different situations you could possibly see. Like, I know even on special teams, for example, we would practice every week taking a safety on punt, yeah. which you probably will do maybe once in his whole career. Maybe. But you work on it every single week just in case you need it. Yeah, right. I think that's definitely needed for any teams. We, we did the same thing at Penn State. Yep. My favorite call ever was called Geronimo because they just snap it over the punter's head. And one more question uh, from, from last night's Which Cade did, actually, with, uh, on his own accord <laughs> last year against Mississippi State. He, <laughs> he called his own yep. Geronimo and just threw it over my head. I didn't yep. even know that was a call. So that was great. By Kate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so Will, obviously, we talked a lot about uh, the great rushing game Kentucky has. How great you've played these first two weeks. And as Kentucky fans, we've kind of struggled with having a go-to receiver over the past few years. Uh, just talk about how how great they've been and the confidence they give you that you can just throw a dart in the corner and Wandell's going to go go make a grab right there inside the ten. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. We got some really good players. Wandell definitely. We have that chemistry right now, and uh, we just got to continue to make it better throughout the season. I mean, there's still been a few plays where um, we just haven't been on the same page, whether, like, my location was off or he just made a, he made a drop on a ball that he, he catches 99% of the time. Um, and there's just a lot of things that we can still get better at, but it's great to still see us having these um, games connecting for, I think we've, we had 200, two 100-yard games in a row, which is cool. And... Um, He's he's fast. I mean, he runs good routes. He sets his angles, and I, I trust him with the ball. Um, I mean, my favorite ball I threw to him last night was on the third and twelve, the far sideline, where I kind of just dropped it into him, mm. and just his his awareness of just like kind of, I don't know, like possession catching you like in Madden, you know, when you do yeah, that, crazy, but like yeah. just catching it and getting down and like securing the catch. Uh, he's got a really good feel for things, and then. Um, Let's we, not forget about the slide inbounds. Uh, that was, that was great. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was very smart. Yeah. 
Uh, how fired up was it, though, when, you know, they didn't call the targeting, but, you know, whether it should or should. We talked a lot on this show the other day about how Mark Stoops and the targeting call and just, just whatever. But how fired up did that make you guys, seeing him just get up from that hit and just, like, ready to go? He's, yeah. He's ready. That was great. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a tough son of a gun. I mean, <laughs> you, you saw that last week on, the, on his second touchdown when he yeah. ran over that dude. But um, he uh, – He's going to take some hits at his size and at his position. I mean, just I need to I need to give him better ball there and like get it up and down so he doesn't take that hit like next time. But um, he's <laughs> but he's a great player and he's he's tough and uh, he'll get those yards lowering the shoulder and taking hits when necessary. Really quickly, and but this is going to be the last question about the game because we we all kind of watched it ourselves and we know what happened. Uh, true or not true is a great little segment. We've only got one true or not true for you right now. True or not true, Mark Stoops put his fist through a whiteboard before the game yesterday. Uh, not through, so not oh, true. So not strong enough. Not strong but, enough. Uh, <laughs> but it was great. We had a we watch. Or, so this is funny, actually. We before we go out to um, get on the bus to go to the game, we do a little thing where like every position coach has one of his players stands up yep. and he asks them a question about the game plan and like what are we doing in this situation. And I think like last week we did. Every single position coach yeah. did it. So yeah. this week we did. We start with defense, and he did. We did D line or D line first, and then and then um, linebackers, and then DBs, and then before we can even get to offense, Stoops just <laughs> punches this whiteboard behind him, falls down, uses some. They can't say this. Will did the biggest roundhouse swing <laughs> of all time. I was gonna say, did you see him off in the corner afterwards, like shaking his hand? He's like, no, but he was, he was, he was like, he didn't even let the offense get theirs done. He was just so fired up. We we he did that, and then we started. We was watched he, a little pump up. Was clip. he quick with his hands? Like, do you reckon he put one on Floyd Mayweather, or would Floyd be on the other side of the ring before he even finishes the? Punch? I don't know. I don't think Floyd wants to see him in the ring. Uh, <laughs> wait, who wins? The Paul brothers or Mark Stoops? Don't, well, it depends if there's been a PI call just before he gets through. That is true. Hey, so enough about the game. Um, we got some. Some kind of personal questions, um, if you're ready for them. We asked Chris this last week. We're going to try and ask each each player. What's your motivation behind playing, and uh, why do you love football? It's got to be my family, and um, it's just got to be the the sacrifices that they've made for me throughout my life and supporting me and anything that I do. I came from a football family. Uh, my dad played football. My grand, I lived. I grew up uh, living next to my grandfather, who's now passed. Who's probably my biggest. Um, just inspiration for anything and just someone very near and dear to my heart every day and still is and he was one to kind of teach me anything I wanted to in any sport he played three sports at UMass which is pretty crazy um coached football at Yale which is right down the road from where I lived in Connecticut and um just grew up in that atmosphere and um but I wasn't forced into playing football it was just something that I loved and strived to kind of continue that tradition of my family and since I loved the game it was it just worked really well and um, a bunch of other my family members played football, but it, it just came down to them supporting me in everything that I did. Um, I grew up great, had a great childhood, um, just my parents sacrificing everything for, for everything that I did. And it's getting to the point now where um, I can possibly kind of make it all pay off and, uh, and pay them off and pay them back in the future at some point, so... Uh, that's my goal. I mean, I want to I want to play at the next level, and I want to make my family's life as comfortable as possible for um, my my parents and future generations, and uh, something that makes me go out there and just uh, do my best every day. Awesome.
So speaking on that, well, we were kind of doing some research on you. Your great-grandpa was an All-American at Cornell. Mm -hmm. As you just said, your grandpa was a three-sport athlete at UMass, which I've never heard of somebody playing three sports in crazy, college. Crazy, crazy, yeah. You hear football and baseball sometimes, but three is insane. Then your mom was an All-American soccer player twice at Yale. Um, how was it coming from a family like that of so much success? Maybe not pressure on you, but just knowing that that's kind of what's expected a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's – it was just great because everyone was such a competitor and yeah. like um, it, it gave me that competitive drive and just um, the Christmas football things would have been, would have been fun. Oh yeah. yeah. The Thanksgiving football games okay. we'd have for sure. Yeah. I had all sisters though. So they would kind of get the rough end of the stick, right? <laughs> oh, get man. a little rough house with them. <laughs> so but, well, that's uh, the thing we talked to Chris and he said his, his <laughs> uncle put on shoulder pads and just laid them out. Did, any, <laughs> did you ever have any of that with any of your sisters? My, or? my no, speaking of uncle, my mom's brother played football at Yale and, um, he was a running back. He's he's a big dude, and he'd roughhouse me a lot. That was probably the closest thing I got to it. So he laid you out in the front yard too. Yeah, what sometimes that, for sure. Up, what's I don't up know. with these No, I think that's me. the key to playing on Kentucky's football team. <laughs> so him running over the linebacker last night was nothing compared to the uncle in the front yard. <laughs> when we get Coach Stoops on, we're gonna have to ask what his brothers did to him when he grows up. Oh, that's gonna be a great question. <laughs> good. Oh man. So speaking of, we've got an inside source. You talked about kind of the competitiveness growing up with that family. We've reached out to some childhood friends of yours for some detailed information, and there was a story about you playing one-on-one -on -one basketball when you were younger. Would you like to tell your side of the story? <laughs> Are we going to be able to tell both sides here? <laughs> we'll just go with yours. We'll, right. we'll give you his version after this. <laughs> All right. Um, I think you're referring to my buddy Matt, who I met. Uh, I went to an all-boys Catholic school, so when I went to the school, it was kind of like started off having to like make my whole new friend group, like new kids from different towns and everything. And um, <laughs> this is funny. You, I was a quarterback, and I wanted to be the quarterback for our freshman high school team. And he was also the quarterback for his, uh, like, eighth grade team or whatever. And uh, I think he realized kind of pretty quickly that I was a lot better than him. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, I'm going to play receiver, and I'm going to be good friends with this kid and uh, try to at least make myself a good target of his. So um, then I think, like, we became good friends at, at the end of that year. Like, basketball was really a sport, though, so I went over his, his place, and um, I'm, I'm not even playing basketball at this point. And I was like, all right, let's play basketball. He's like, all right, and I end up just kicking his ass, like, five <laughs> times in a row. And then, I, I, and then it comes back, like, we're – it's like a year later, and he's really playing only playing basketball right now. He now plays um, basketball at Manhattanville in New York in college. And he's focusing on playing basketball, and I'm focusing on playing football, obviously, and I'm, it's like – either junior or sophomore year and um get back to his house for the first time in a while i'm like all right let's let's play one-on-one -on -one basketball again yeah and beat his ass again <laughs> <laughs> just taking it to the hole um just too much for him and i think it took until like towards the end of our senior year where he finally beat me in one-on-one -on -one. i was like all right well you're playing basketball in college now you should be able to beat me in one-on-one -on -one. Um, so he said <laughs> when you beat him you walked into his house, sat down on his chair, and said, this is my house. <laughs> then the next day, Removalist turned up to move his stuff out of his room, and your stuff had been delivered to the house. <laughs> and it was just, you'd completely just taken over the house. And they actually, you actually uh, are now sons of two families. <laughs> the, the first part's true. It was funny. It was, like, it was like game point, and I think I was like NBA range, and I literally just kind of like no-looked, threw it up, swished it, and then just walked in the house, like gave his mom a hug, sat down. <laughs> Um, I hope that's all you did. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, that was funny. and um, Still one family, though. Okay. Um, 
Marvel really quickly. Uh, yeah. Big fan of Marvel. You got the Stark Industry cleats. Yeah, uh, so sick. Big fan. Yeah. Who, so I wish who, I could wait, wear those for those games. For uh, True Blue Customs. He's he's uh, local around around here, and he made some cleats for a few guys on the team. Wandel, the cleats that Wandel wore on game day, he made for him. Okay. Um, but just with the logos I have on it, I was told by Pruitt that I can't wear them for games, which kind of stinks. But um, I, w- I wear them for warm ups. Yep. And um, but yeah, they're they're really really cool. What's your favorite Marvel movie though? Do you have one? Have you seen the new one? Yeah, it's Shang Shang Chi. Yeah. We actually saw it as a team uh, last week. I'm a big fan of like just like martial arts and like hand to hand combat, like fighting stuff. So that was really cool, and I thought the effects in it were really good, and the acting was pretty good too. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but like there was a, an addition of like one of my like low key like favorite characters in the MCU, which was cool. But I think Infinity War is my favorite one. Um, uh, next, so you like it when the favorites. bad guy wins? Yeah, I mean that's just a great movie. I mean, <laughs> you, you know that the ending's inevitable. What's going to happen in the next one? But that's just a great crossover. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, cool. yeah but I can't wait for the next one to come out of those. Just like the soundtrack alone, just makes me come yeah. back and watch those every time. <laughs> yeah. But those are so good. Well, the sound the soundtrack's obviously full of like classics and old stuff. Is that yeah. kind of like your music style? Do you like like the '70s, '80s, or or are you into to you know what people's listening to now? Like the the Drakes, the, the little babies. I listen to everything. I mean, I I I do listen. Listen to like to Drake and Lil Baby. Like I just, I was actually just listening to Drake's new album for the first time today. I can't believe I hadn't gotten around wow. to it yet. He's but, that um, laser focused. Yeah, but um, I'm yeah, I actually have I have, I have a playlist on my phone called Star Lord, and it's all those songs from those movies. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was playing it in the locker room. Usually, like pre-practice, we have like like rap or like whatever on and like there was one day I got there before anyone else and I just put it on and everyone's like oh, that, that's, that's controversial yeah <laughs> that's and, uh, controversial but the some of the white boys on the team were, were rocking it. That's <laughs> it, was, it was good what about Bieber I love Justin Bieber he's great I mean I think any guy that says they don't like Justin Bieber is just jealous of him <laughs> and um but I think it stems from when I was a kid and everyone growing up all the girls were so obsessed with Justin Bieber and then you kind of have this hatred for him because they won't stop talking about him and then when you mature great. and uh Go back and realize that his music's really that's, solid that's, and he's a great dude. That's very similar to the guys on the team at the moment with you. What do you mean? Be, I mean, all the girls talk to one guy and they don't want... I mean, poor old Luke Fortner and Darian Kennard on O-Line getting no love and they're all just coming to you. <laughs> so, cool. Speaking of O-Line real quick... Um, Least favorite O-Lineman. Oh, no. Least don't favorite. Don't under the bus. Um, Come on, you got to have one. Yeah, i got to have one right now. Uh... I'm gonna go with Eli because he stole that touchdown from the <laughs> he stole yesterday. Touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really selfish of him. Do you know that Eli actually rooms with Max? Oh, really? <laughs> not in the same room. But got I, 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 well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> got it. I would hope not. Um, can you talk a little about? So, there's a story about you kind of with Malone's and kind of an O-line thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, there's ever since. Um, so obviously, I wasn't named the starter until a few weeks before the season started. But I knew that there was a lot of. I'd seen a lot of things on social media. I think the first person I saw was Kenny Pickett, quarterback at Pitt. He got a deal with a local um, either, like, hotel or, like, some sort of eatery or diner, a restaurant or something, and he made a deal, NIL deal um, pretty much getting a free meal with his O-line once a week. And I thought that was such a good idea, and a lot of guys have done it since. I know Sean Clifford, my buddy at Penn State, is d- doing it with his O-line. And so when I got named the starter, I wanted to make sure that was a priority for me. And just recently, this past week, finally um, – Got on the phone with uh, the owner of Malone's and trying to set up within this week or the next, uh, starting to get a free meal with me in the O-line. 
at Malone's, which is awesome. That'd be cool. Have That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. To be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed you also didn't put Pin It Deep podcast yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, I would have yeah. liked a stoop steak every now and then. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, you I'll should definitely negotiate a dish after you because I got like the, the Tim Couch steak and the calipari chicken. It's going to take a lot. What would it be? And would it involve a banana? I know it would not. Maybe I'd make a cocktail. Cocktail with a banana or something. I don't know. But um, a banana cocktail. I don't know. So they probably have have those. <laughs> or oh, banana banana pudding or yep, something. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. definitely not fire. banana bread because apparently you just ate the banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but we uh, got, we got to ask you about that though. It, it obviously took off out of nowhere. You couldn't have predicted that. Do you actually like like the banana stuff, or have you just embraced it? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just the dude who who eats bananas and just rolling with it. I'm just rolling with it at this point. I mean, I think people people get a kick out of it, and. Uh, it's uh, it's it's good. It's it's good. I mean, people think it's funny, and uh, it kind of just spontaneously happened. And I didn't think of much of it when I first posted it. And now that people have picked it up and uh, it's gained traction, it's definitely something I'm going to ride as far as I can. You know, we unfortunately never got to share a locker room, Will. Um, but if we had of and had a shower together, you would have known as well that I'm a fan of keeping skin on things. Mm, um, wow. Uh, so we're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna get to a how long how long have you had that joke, Glenn? Oh, he literally he's been years. waiting he's been on waiting it for, it for a long time. Oh my god! For a long time, I don't even know if I'm gonna let it make the podcast. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we've got a few questions of skin or no skin. Oh, okay, okay. As in, would you eat this would with, you the, eat skin this with no? the skin or no? That's good. Okay, let's do it. I'll go first. Yep. Chicken. Skin. Skin on. Okay, that was – I think that's a good answer. If it's answer, crispy skin, oh, it's so good. It's I love really good with that. Most skin. of these are like that. They're pretty straightforward. Okay. Kiwi. No skin. Good. Like Peaches. That. Skin. Apple. Skin. Porcupine. The debate, no skin. The debate was interesting. Like, he thought about he, it for a minute. Well, so I was thinking if the quills count as the skin. Yep. It does, so no skin. Pineapple. No skin. <laughs> Humans. Skin. Skin on. Okay. He wants a little tough bite on the way go. Yeah, I think if you cook it right, you could get some good texture <laughs> on the outside for sure. It's a maniac. He took that in stride. For the listeners, we actually didn't prep him with any of these items. And... To get a quick answer out of humans was pretty good. Boy, that's, but the fact that he debated more about porcupine. Humans was quick. It's almost as if he's been asked it before and thought about it. <laughs> I say, the not, SEC not. linebackers and DBs are shaking in their boots right yeah. now. Not sure what they eat in Connecticut. But, yeah, uh, uh, Connecticut seems like a whole a whole other place. Best eats in the world. Hey, we got another one for the fans as well here from the Twitter. Justin Cox, which, again, just like Dick Gabriel, I'm a big fan of Cox. I love Justin Cox. Love some Cox. Um, how loud? Eli Cox, too. You room with Eli Cox? Re- room with Eli Cox. Big Cox guys. Big Cox guys. Big Cox podcast. I'm not a big Cox guy, to be honest. Um, Jesus Christ. How, how loud? He said, how loud did we sound on the field? Um, and, like, how cool is BBN at the moment? It was cool. It was cool. I think um, there were definitely some times on third down last – or, like, second down last night where we could have used a little more energy in the stands, I think. Ooh, but for third down – challenge. Third down, they definitely showed up. I just, like, I'd like to see – just more continued energy. It's a lot to ask for sure. No, but, it's not. Um, it's it's, no, it's no. the sideline too. It wasn't even just the the, st- the fans, but there was that there was that time in the game where they they definitely had the momentum, mm-hmm. and we kind of let them have it. And just our sideline, we needed to we needed to get it up more. But like you said earlier, we were talking the blue white thing they did. That was sweet. I mean, awesome. cool. you guys kept that going forever. Um, rattled them on third down for sure. 
Um, the fourth quarter thing, that was cool with the lights. Um, I was going to say, they did lights. They didn't do the fingers. Which I'm so happy about. They, I'm so happy they about They were that. smart. They got Marcus McClinton up there. He didn't say, put your fours up. Yes. He said, let's do flashlights. Yes. So, I think someone at UK is listening, I'm whoever that angry. is. I'm still angry about Shout it. out. Still I did. Angry. I didn't hold up my fours, though. I did week one, but I didn't this time because – but hold on. Missouri actually handled it for us because they didn't do four fingers. They did eight. They did – well, they did the eight. They did. They put up two fours. Sure what was going two on. Two fours. They yeah. did the eight. So Maybe they're doing per game. Yeah, true. Are you a four are you a four fingers guy? Like, do you, you like the tradition? You know what the four finger is the, at the start of the fourth? Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams do that, though. Right, right, right. But do yeah. you like that? I think it's, it's kind of terrible corny. tradition. Corny it's kind of corny. Thank there you. we go. Terrible tradition. It's kind of like, oh, here we go. Yeah, right. Like, everyone knows it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> so you've, <laughs> you've obviously played in, like, a lot of cool environments. Have you seen any cool, like, before the fourth quarter traditions? Like, my favorite one was uh, at the Swamp. Tom Petty. Tom Petty yeah, won't back yeah. down. That's awesome. Because they, they do the lights thing, too. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. What's your, yeah, what's your favorite tradition um, that you've been? And, like, maybe favorite – I mean, obviously you played in some great home games at Penn State. Yeah. A favorite, like, kind of – obviously you're going to probably say the wide out, but um, favorite maybe away game that you've played at and they're, maybe their traditions. Iowa. Okay. Iowa's insane. Yep, yep. With the uh, hospital? So they, re- they started that a few years ago, yep. which has automatically became, like, one of the coolest things in college football really cool. that they did. This is a really funny story. So we played at Iowa my uh, redshirt freshman year. I was a backup there. Um, we were both ranked, I think. We ended up winning in a close game. And Iowa, the thing about Iowa's stands is they are maybe five to ten feet away from the opposing bench. There's no space between the bench and where the stands start. And the Iowa's genius. What they do is they place their most heinous and drunk fans right in that front row. (laughs) And so... So these dudes, these dudes were, were doing the tradition, I think it's after the first quarter, where the, everyone waves to the, the kids in the cancer center, right? Yeah. And these assholes have our backs turned to us while we're looking at their backs and have the middle finger behind them as they're waving to these little kids <laughs> oh at the God. whole Yo. team. With the, the hospital yeah. background? Yeah, like, like, this is not the time, dude. Not like, time. come on. Wow. And, um... But that they, that's a cool tradition, and then they're also very loud there, and it's a great stadium. Ohio State's really loud too. When I got yeah. to play there, that was cool. Yeah. But then, uh, like you said, White I don't like, like White Out is no. one of the best environments in off sports. Besides I mean, BBN, awesome. obviously nothing compares, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Wait, hold on. The, the touchdown celebration, week one, mm-hmm. from the interview. Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. So I got confused. I thought it was like the Joker on top of the stairs from the Joker movie. Oh it's, no. Because it's similar-ish, right? Yeah-ish, I guess. Okay. Have you got any more in the bag that you're going to bring out? Yeah, I don't think I, I think my thing this year, like, I don't know if I'll have a, a set celebration, but I'll probably go into each game thinking about like maybe a funny or like a good one that I'll do. Okay. What I tried to do was um the DX suck it sign. Actually, I'll, I'll, I don't want to spoil, <laughs> but I'll do I'll do it another game maybe. But that'd be cool. Could be cool. There we go. But, hey, but since we were talking about traditions earlier, can I get this off my chest? Though, I, this is your all's first game. Well, Miles, you've been in the stands before. This okay. is your first one. This yeah. is like your first big game at Kentucky, but you don't get to see this. I get so mad because the C-A-T-S chant, right? Mm-hmm. It's C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. cats, cats. cats. Yeah. But every damn game before kickoff, the PA announcer, they'll do it. They'll do like C-A-T-S. Then they say C-A-T-S really fast. So it's like C-A-T-S. C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats. And it's the most asinine thing ever. Huh. It's I, The look on your face, is, it's so dumb. It makes no sense. That's, that's what I'm saying. But apparently they have done it 
every game for the last five years. I just need to get that off my get chest. Get rid of that. Get, get it get done. Get rid of that. We already got the four fingers out of there. We got it. That's got to go, too. Uh, hey, fun. we can get things done on this podcast. We so can. It's not a problem at all. What happened to the Big Blue Drum, though? Did they stop doing that? See, when you brought up these things last week, it was actually funny because me and Miles looked at each other, and we had, had no, no idea. idea what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. So I players don't care. care, so maybe just get rid of those I things. I mean, I'm, it's fine that players don't care. Hey, here's a funny one. I don't know if they did it this game, Will, um, but did they do the uh, – What's it? Not the smoke, but the uh, dry ice before the the game when you ran out. Did you have to run through that? Uh, so I was with the captain, so I, I didn't run. Oh, out like that. Yeah, yeah. But dude, that's the so worst thing funny. about being a captain, right? Yeah. So this is funny though. We um, there was a flyover for the game, and we were going to be in the locker room for it. And I was like, well, I want to see a flyover. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So everyone's sitting in the locker room, kind of just waiting, and I kind of sneak out, and I think like DK and uh, Austin were out there watching too, and we were able to see the flyover, which was cool. But before cool. that, we were watching the, we were listening to the national anthem and standing there, and one of the dry ice canisters just like explodes next to us, <laughs> oh almost like God. blew an eardrum next to me. I was like, so we that almost lost really you bad. The game. Yeah, it was scary. I mean, you could ask DK or Dot, but like, scared the hell out of us. That was that was crazy. But um, could have yeah. been a bad start. Dude, seriously, the, okay, real funny and real quick. One time when they put the dry ice up, the guy in front of me just was so pumped up, and he ran out full steam and just ran straight into the goalpost. <laughs> like, just took him out, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Who was it? They like literally after that game, they just did way less because uh, I can't remember. It was like one of the walk-ons or something, which was I so funny. I appreciate you not throwing my name under the bus right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst part about being a captain, though, right, is like not getting to hear Mark Stoops' like pre-game speech. Like I didn't even realize that you have to go out like before the big like pump-up speech. It kind of sucks, right? I mean, I think I was there for the for a little bit of the speech, but especially not being able to run out with the guys mm-hmm. like that. that yeah. that's, that's so cool. But um, I mean. Got to be sacrifices to be made when you're a captain. No doubt, no doubt. Have, if you toss the coin at any stage or you get to choose, I don't know if you have yet, heads or tails? Tails never fails. Tails never oh, fails. You didn't fail for me at Missouri last year. Tails when I got never to fails. Um, you've got some merch. Uh, you want to plug it real quick? Yeah, so I, I have the website all done up. Um, have some merch on there. It's, it'll be really cool. I'll be dropping. Um, Levis7.com is where you're going to find any NIL branding opportunities as well as marketplace for my merchandise. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, um, be much appreciated. I'm also going to be doing a set percentage of my profits um, will be donated to the Lexington Leadership Foundation, which um, is a really awesome. cool foundation in, in Lexington that uh, helps out a lot of um, people in need in the area uh, that I got in contact with. So really excited to start that with them and um, excited to, to sell some merch. Make That's a little awesome. money. I bought my Chris Rodriguez salute shirt yesterday. Yeah. Nice. Um, and he gets to see like who buys it somehow. Your credit card information. Yes, apparently. <laughs> um, so I had some interesting charges to my credit card last night. <laughs> uh, but he got to see that and he sent me a message and said, uh, appreciate the love. I said, no problem. So we're going to have to get a, a Will Levis t-shirt too. Yeah, Ab- yeah absolutely. Um, and then one more thing. You talked about making money off your merch. Then one more thing before we got out of here. The stay-at-home dad. You had a tweet, I believe, not that long ago about uh, – what, what was the tweet? When did you was, it was in my bio. Dream job, dream oh, job a, yeah. is stay-at-home – husband right yeah. with a wife making six figures yep. hopefully on the higher my end of six only figures. yeah that was my only yeah. question was why shoot so low like, well why I mean, not go for seven or eight i mean i don't want to be too i'm not already too i'm already living the living the dream there yeah. so i mean just want to live comfortably you know i got you smart but, uh, man what a yeah. smart man <laughs> good answer well will it's been a pre- uh, a pleasure having you on thanks for coming on with us Awesome. We yeah, love having you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks We're going to so love to have you back. And I'm looking forward well. to the celebrations. If we have any recommendations, we'll be sure to text for those sure. through to you. Okay. And we'd love to see one dedicated to the Pinna D podcast. I'm open to all suggestions. For yeah, sure. we do need one for the Pinna D podcast. Nice. So.
Thanks, Will. We appreciate you stopping by. Of course. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks. Right. All right, guys, I don't know about you all, but and we talked about this last week. Having these guys in here is, is so cool. And Will just – he's – just him being in here, you can just tell this dude is legit. Well, yeah, because he's so big. He's huge. He's massive. He's uh, got QB1 energy for sure. Yeah, he's got Moxie. Moxie. He, the confused looks on our faces when he started getting into the play call, the change of routes, all that. We ha That was just going yeah. straight over my Four head, language. but I love it. I, I'm hoping that him and the wide receivers understand what he's saying yeah. because I had no clue. None. Well, it's uh, – uh, Obviously, miscommunication is a thing, apparently, with the, the whole uh, <laughs> weight or, or slow victory. Why didn't Stoops just say slow victory? Well, I'm not sure. Why was it wait, sure. wait, just say slow victory? <laughs> Everyone knew what he meant. Oh, true. It was awesome to have Will, though, honestly. What, a, uh, what an awesome guy. We're so, obviously, as BBN, is so thankful that he is our quarterback and just seems like a great dude as well as, obviously, a great player. And he is dealing at the moment, so we're loving to see it. Yeah, and he, he puts so much confidence in, into being a Kentucky fan, too, because I talked about this with you all a few times and some of my other friends that, like, it's been a long time when you have a quarterback where it's third and long or whatever, and, like, you're just like, we're going to get this. Dude, and as well, I'm sorry to change the subject really fast, but one of my biggest hates is, like, when when I hate good-looking quarterbacks. <laughs> I hate them, man. Like, I, I wanted to hate him so bad, but he's a nice guy. But I was just like, dude, here's another good-looking quarterback. Like, piss off. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I mean, well, well, how are you friends with Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> he never played. <laughs> two more well, serious takeaways that I had from him that I think are kind of connected. One, I thought it was cool that he hasn't been here very long, but a captain. Obviously, the team's rallying around him, a guy yep. that they don't know super well yep. yet, but leadership-wise. And then he mentioned his merchandise part of the proceeds are going to a local charity. Yep. I think the fact that he's embracing the Lexington community so quickly is really cool to see. And you can just tell the, the command he has of – of a room even when he walks in it's, yep. it's just like this guy is he just he's got it and you don't know what it is but he's got it and it's been a long time since we've had a quarterback like this kentucky and i think he's gonna win a little ball he's a, got a, spunk he's got he's spunk. going either, to win a you're lot either of born with it or you're not yeah and, and just quickly though terry wilson my man threw for three touchdowns and 390 yards yesterday hey, terry looks good 390. Where was that at? Just I mean, we know where it was. Yeah, but. yeah. So, hey, let's not let's not disrespect Terry too much. He was he was an awesome player. Maybe we just didn't quite have the offense yep. going at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. Is there is there a fight in this Browns Chiefs game? I'm not sure, no, but it's just right, started. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're doing this on top of KS Bar. It's 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 the first NFL Sunday. Um, but but yeah, you know, it, it's great having these guests on. Chris last week, awesome. uh, Luke the, the first week, and, and now Will. Hey, just quickly as well, Chris came on, should have had five touchdowns, yep. over 200 yards. Yep. Will's come on, I'm guessing against Chattanooga, probably five touchdowns, yeah. probably 480 million yards. Yeah. Come on the podcast if you want to play a good game the next week. I just want to say this too. We've possibly had two Heisman candidates on the show in the last two yeah. weeks. Yeah, uh, for sure, and we could probably have three with Wandell. Yep. I just want to say this though. Did we did we make Chris stop doing the? Because I didn't see him do the double did tap the salute. salute. No, first he, one, did, he did it. Did it. Oh, he did. One, yeah. So yeah. we just he got and it out of the way. He got bored of it. Yeah. He, uh, so Chris, if you're listening, we're gonna need that maybe a few more times. Yeah. Like I feel like that would have really gotten the crowd. Going. I did the salute in the suite. Yeah. I, I did it a few times and I felt like a little heartbroken that he didn't do it when I did it. <laughs> I was like, man, like this is kind of embarrassing. But you know, like I said, it's just great having these guys on and. And Stoops, Stoops even talked about yes, us this week. Yes, 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 yes. He he talks about it in um, 
he talked about it in a, in a press conference. Here's the clip. You know, I got to listen to this podcast. Then. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, 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 I'm going to have a talk with Max. You know, there's some things that are be, between he and I, you know, and, uh, and he's sharing the, to the world. But I think he's a bit of a storyteller, you know, so I'm going to have a talk with him. I'm going to jump on his podcast and straighten him out a little bit. There's not many times in your life, and there's a movie about the pursuit of it, there's not many times in your life where you can sit back in your chair and just say, I'm happy. I've reached a, a moment of contentment and happiness. Coach Stoops calling out our podcast and knowing what our podcast was is one of the happiest moments, if not the happiest moment in my life. And I think I glorified in my own aura and glow for the rest of the day when I found out about it. It was awesome. He then decided to hit me up as well with some text saying, Get me on, get me on. I was going to say, I've heard he's just blown you up. Blown nonstop. me up. Had to change your number, too. He, I've had to change my number. He's been calling me every hour of the day. He called me at 2 a.m. last night again. Max, please get me on. Uh, he, talk, he tried to get through to me through Luke Fortner. Apparently, during practice, he stopped practice and said, Luke, I need to get on the show. Yeah. Who cares about the plays this week? Yep. Get me on. Um, these guys don't know what's coming for them. So we promise fans we're going to get him on uh, It's very definitely going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Oh, he, he sounds like he wants to be part of the pod. Yeah, he sounds like he wants to come in today. Yes. But we've got a lot of ball left to play, so we're not going to get <laughs> him in. He's not high in our priorities. Yeah. Sorry, Coach. Yeah. He said something about, I think, um, there's some stories that they've been telling, and I've got some stories on them. I'm really interested to see what those are. Very interested. So <laughs> we're thinking in the next couple of weeks – We'll get Coach Stoops on, but uh, oh, he's he's he'll come on our time. We uh, we ain't making time yeah. for him. <laughs> we've we've got a we've got yeah, it's a pretty exclusive club to get it on the Pennant Deep podcast. And one person who'll never see it though. I mean, after this week on Twitter, just calling us out is Nick Roush. Okay, here's the thing, right? <sighs> Nick Roush, if you're listening, which you will be, because you yeah. like to obviously take a lot of things away from a quality podcast. See if you can put it into yours, which is. <laughs> struggling at best is a nice way to put it. It's moving along, it's, but it's not doing pin a deep numbers. It's about as – that podcast – turtle moves. doesn't mean it's moving fast. That podcast has about as many listeners as he has hair on his head. <laughs> not many. And us, Nick, um, it was funny that you posted that thing on Twitter yesterday about the uh, pin it deep groupies. Um, post the picture where you asked me if you could take a selfie with me uh, yeah. because you're you know, meeting your – obviously your biggest fan and you're uh, – you're I guess, your motivation to go into podcasting yourself. So post that one for us. We're not big fans of Nick Roush's podcast. We're not big fans of Nick Roush in general. So, But we'll happily, like, we'll bond that bridge, so to speak, with, with Nick Roush if he just recognizes the, the, yeah. what, what he's got here. Recognize like, it. But for the pinheads, feel free to unfollow him. Don't listen to the podcast. Well, That's I, fine. I mean, <laughs> you could, you could hold on happy. now. I am a company man. You can follow <laughs> Nick Roush on Twitter. Like, just make sure you know like, if things really go south, what, which <laughs> podcast you're aligning with, and it's obvious that the, it's going to be Pennedy. No doubt, no doubt. And yeah, but I guess Nick was just doing what he had to do this week. He was trying to tweet at us, start beef with us. He, Being a boy, yeah, he's doing he, what he wanted he, to he do. What, he do. He did what he wanted to do because he's trying to get some of our listeners back. Yeah, and it's just sometimes it's just not going to happen. But we do want to highlight some men, yes, who are doing what they had to do. Have to do, yep. Not Come what on. they want to do. Yep. So let me get this segment right. This is the boys do what they want to do. Men do what they you have to do. Just pull segment. the can't. sheets you up in the morning. You cannot do it. You cannot. You cannot. So, you Max, want- who's your first nominee for Man of the Week? <laughs> I think he comes up every week. 
and it's, it's the man himself. It's, it's, it's the man again. himself again. Oh, he, real. But, but it's great because he continues to follow his own mantra, and I love it. And and it's you know you lead from the front. If you're going to say something, your actions better back it up. Big men lead the way. And he he preaches it, and he does it. I saw on the sideline, hilarious. Him and Coach White just get into one of the biggest yelling matches of all time about some it was obviously a bad defensive play call or something but what was hilarious is they obviously talk through the headsets like we do here on the show and unlike them we face each other you know talk. We, have, we don't turn our backs on each other we have nice normal conversation and we're not screaming our, our heads off correct him and Brad White had a screaming match about two to three yards away from each other but facing the other way and I just thought that was so funny, doing what he has to do, just starting yelling matches with some guy that he could have turned around and speak to, but no, let's not face each other, let's just yell at each other. That's my man of the week right there, Coach Toops, yet again. Yet again. Is he going to win it every week? Maybe. So I've got a competing nominee, two actually, mm. two. Sadly, one is also Coach Stoops, so he'll be nominated <laughs> twice, but you can choose which one was the better, um, him being a man. So as I sat in the stands, that we were coming out of a timeout, I think, and UK actually had the ball on offense. Noise was getting really loud. They had some music playing in the stands. Yeah, Fans were going good. nuts. Clearly, the offense didn't want it to be loud. I don't know how Stoops could have possibly told everyone, <laughs> please be quiet. So in his own way, he starts jumping and doing like his hands up and down like he's waddling in the air, trying to quiet the fans down <laughs> to get their attention. And it ended up working. So I think doing, thinking he had no microphone, that was his only chance there. Well, we do need to talk about that, though, because – and it's been kind of talked about on, on KSR radio a time or two, but whatever they're doing at the at the production crew at, at Kentucky football games, and this is your first time experiencing it, Max, is just wild to me. Before like a big third down or something, or or a quarter change or a big timeout, like a big series coming up, they could play like. And they did a good job with Grove Street in the fourth quarter like last that. night. Props to them on that. But like, we don't even play music anymore at breaks. Like we just bring out like. You know, obviously, shout out the swim team, volleyball team. Like, we, we love them. Go Cats. But it's at the same time, it's like, we got to get going. Like, Yes, but we're not also going to shy away from them maybe bringing out the Pin It Deep podcast members. Right, at right, a break, right, right, right. Because that would be awesome because I'd love to hear the cheers for myself and probably yes. not you two. Yeah, definitely just for you because yeah. me and Miles get no respect. It's going to be like Max and who are these two other dudes? Yes, but for everyone listening very quickly, please, as much as exciting as our offense is, please be quiet during the offense. Make yes. as much noise as you want on defense. And that's something Will even talked about in the interview. And I noticed it in the stands too. Like second down was still – like it was getting there. Yeah. But like if we could start doing that on second down, like I did not sit my ass at home for over a year yep. to, to come back and have people sit on their ass again. Yep. Like we've get done up. that. Let's get up and get, get loud. I mean, we – we don't have to do it for Chattanooga, but like we could. I mean, we uh, surely to God we would don't have to. I mean, it's a noon oh, game. Uh, it's a noon game. So I mean, if you want to be a leisure Saturday, go for it. But like, when LSU comes to town and Florida comes to town, and like, go get get crazy. Who's your other nomination? Oh, who you um, got for us? You don't even remember, do you? No, I do. I do actually. <laughs> so go. it's God. Whoa! Wow. Which this will be an all-time he definitely heavyweight does what he has to do most and, of the time. Yep. Is, is God a man? So we'll just not I'm Chris Godwin. God not himself. Chris God. God himself. Wow. Um, okay. The big man upstairs. I don't know upstairs. what they've done to anger him, <laughs> but Florida State has pissed him off. So week one, the Notre Dame Catholics roll in yep. and sneak out of there with a win. Mm-hmm. Clearly had a little help from him. And week two, Jacksonville State rolls into town. I would think not as quite as talented. Uh, Hail Mary. They went on the Hail Mary. (laughs) 
I just want to say this. Jacksonville State got smoked by UAB week one. Yep. And yeah. Georgia smoked it, it, UAB. It shows that um, Florida State and Notre Dame just aren't good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Notre yeah. Dame almost lost to Toledo. Yeah. yeah. A quick question. I don't, Max, I don't know if you've watched this before. If we did do the whole pin it deep guys on the field for like a halftime thing, do you think if they introduced us like one at a time, like Brent first, then me, and then you, it would be like a – like the 96 Bulls introduction, like you've got the lower level guys and then Michael Jordan comes out at the end type deal. Just a, like everyone's honestly golf clapping and then they just take their shirts off and lose yeah. their mind at the end. Um, Lots of shirts off. Well, yeah, but I feel bad and that's a close to home thing because they weren't clapping when Luke Longley came out and Luke Longley is from Perth, Australia. He was the starting center on that team. So, mm. yeah, there should have been more cheers for Perth, Australia on, in that team. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that stuff. There you there go. You, go. Well, um, you got a man for us, Brent? I do have a man of the week, and we already kind of talked about Notre Dame earlier, but whoever heads up the security at Notre Dame <laughs> is doing what they've got to do at this point. So I, I, if you've been living under a rock, you don't know. But Brian Kelly, after the, the Florida State games, uh, said the quote, I don't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, he believes in execution, as a far, like executing plays, and he's like, maybe my team needs to be executed. Yep. After a win. And, and the funny thing about that is, is Coach Stoops is such a competitor that I reckon if Brian Kelly killed half his team, Stoops would say, I can beat that. I can, I can kill more. I can execute more of my players. So I just hope he doesn't do that because Stoops is a competitive guy. Well, I just want to see, I, didn't Notre Dame lose last night? No, they beat Toledo just. They barely won. Yeah. Oh. I, I was thinking, because like, I think Oh, that's right, because we were watching we were at watching. a tailgate. Yep. And I was like, well, oh, chef, Toledo in, gets In between here. the wild documentary. Gonna, well, yeah. and the one without the chicken wings <laughs> at it, I think, too. That was, it did not have chicken wings. Um, if, I mean, if we, if we watched Toledo, like, we might have just watched a mass murder on television. Well, I, okay, hypothetically, if you were thinking of things, what's the worst thing a coach could say that would surely get him fired? At the top of the list would be, I want my team killed. And that's what he said. And then he coached the next week. We're bringing in his offensive coordinator. Probably oh. a good one. Yep. I'll cut that out. Please no, do. That's fine. Please don't. Oh, we can't leave that perfectly in. fine by me. Oh, we're starting Aaron Hernandez at tight end. <laughs> yeah. Leave that in. Thank you, teacher. Uh, um, one last nomination really quick, and I think we all enjoyed this, and I love these kind of advertisements and NIL deals that are coming out. I will no longer say nil for those that are listening so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. I forgot about uh, this. Bully Marquon McCall. Oh, man. Uh, on top of the – what would you even – like the ride-on lawnmower? Zero-turn ride-on lawnmower for what Bully. A, that's one of the greatest I've ever seen. We got to get him on the show. <laughs> I'd like to see him mow a full yard in it. There's to no, see him turn it, well, it's a zero turn, but just to yeah. see him just going to town with the mower would be good. <laughs> I'd and like to see him cut the turf. I mean, you obviously don't cut you turf, don't need but. To cut it. If he wants to be part of the uh, greenskeeping staff at Kentucky Football, he, I'm sure there's a job for him there. I see them all the time repainting the lines and, yep. and mowing the turf. I'd love to see him out there on it. I was going to say, like, there were some tailgate spots uh, yesterday that could have had some, some work done by Bully, so maybe we can get him out there. There's I, no doubt. I know we've got a good plan for the LSU week to go to Keeneland. For the opening weekend, I think the LSU that Friday's opening day. Yep. Um, it would be good if, as we went in, um, outfits are looking good, everybody's happy. You know you're going to win every bet you have that day. And before the first race, you just see him mowing the turf <laughs> in the middle of the track. <laughs> that would be good. I'd appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, those are those are our uh, men of the week nominees, and we do have a an entry, our first entry to win the uh, the, the. Oh s- yes, sorry. So you're about to talk about the balls, right? 
the retweet. I'm, I'm about to talk about balls, yes. Yes. So, okay, for the people listening and for the one rude individual rude. that took it upon themselves to say, I'm going to retweet this so I can win the imaginary ball, as if they're not, not real. A, not Firstly, you ain't winning. <laughs> Secondly, that, that's not a good way to win this competition, nope. to call it an imaginary ball. I'm looking at them right now. I can see C-Rod. 2-4. Two, 2-4. Tw- I can see Will Levis, 7. Quality can, Nike balls, too. Two of them. Two good-looking balls. Two good-looking balls. Those are two good-looking balls. Awesome very polished. Balls. Yep, very polished balls. Very clean, very smooth. Yep. Um, and we've so we've got them there. So if you want to win this, we're serious. Retweet out every single time we put something about the podcast coming out with the podcast link. Please retweet that for us. You will go into the running each week. We'll have one individual winner. And at the end of the season, those 13, 15, however many people it's going to be. We're going to draw out of Mark Stoops' hats. Um, will be drawn out of... <laughs> I thought you said you were going to pluck one of Mark Stoops' hairs out. <laughs> no, no. That, that wouldn't leave I him mean, with the many man, left. The man has to wear a lot of hats. Wouldn't leave him with many left. But we're going to pull it out of a hat uh, live on the show that week, and you will win the, the football signed by all the guests, which, as we said, Mark Stoops will be one of those people, along with Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, Luke Fortner, and many others by the end of the season. And we still haven't decided if we're going to do it ourselves. I don't. Yeah, that'll be up to the discretion yeah, yeah. of the winner. That is true. Yeah, I don't want to devalue the ball, which hopefully you wouldn't resell sell it anyways yeah. because you are a pinhead. But uh, we do have this week's entry. It is at Connor J. Caldwell uh, on Twitter. He is apparently from Holiday, Florida, so that might be a nice little trip for us to take Ooh, if he wins. Congratulations. congratulations. We're not shipping it either. Hand delivery. No, we've got to, we've got to <laughs> Hand do it. Hand delivery. On the doorstep. We can bring yeah. up, like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And let's not t- – well, well, okay. If I'll tell you wins, what, if, you, if you're him. in the state, I'll, I'll throw out this little – Olive Branch, if you're in the state and you can't and you win, we're happy to get you on the podcast for three to five minutes, just to talk about what you want to talk about for yeah. a couple minutes. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. I was going to give him a whole episode. Just let him go for an hour. Just give them the mic. Yep. <laughs> Turn them loose. Yeah, but uh, before we get out of here, of course, Kentucky plays Chattanooga this week. I mean, let's irrelevant. Be it's not irrelevant because I mean, there's a lot of SEC teams that have struggled. So let's not. As a long-suffering Kentucky football fan. If we fan. lose, we're canceling the podcast. Uh, I mean, Let's not at, say that. I like that this. Point. I like doing this. It's just fun. It is, but like, how fun will it be talking to Mark Stoops after he's lost Chattanooga? <laughs> it actually would be interesting. <laughs> not fun. <laughs> um, we get to do a prediction. But yeah, we're, we're going to get into to some predictions. I don't even think we need to, like... We don't need to go through Kentucky's probably going to yeah. win by a lot. All right, here's two predictions. Score and second prediction. When does Lil, Will Levis come out of the game? All right, let's do that one. All right, uh, Max, you go first. Oh, wow, put me on the spot. Um, I, say we, I say we win 56-0, um, and I say Will comes Ooh. out after the first drive of the second quarter when we're up 28-0. Yo, yep. first drive of the second quarter? Yep. I mean, what, do you think they're going to drive it all on us? No. I don't think I've ever seen it in, in history where a quarterback hasn't made it out of the first half. No. Well, we're up 28-0. There's no need for him to play anymore. Well, I mean, we were up – we should have been up 28 The only reason why he would continue Saturday. to play is that the equipment staff at Kentucky still haven't developed a helmet big enough to fit on Bo Allen's True. head. True, true. Um, one of the biggest heads of all time. Saw it in person on the field yesterday. <laughs> Definitely blocking out the sun still. Um, that night game wasn't actually a night game. We actually played that at midday <laughs> yesterday. He was just in the way. One of the largest domes of all time. Max or Miles? Sorry. I'll go. Lance. <laughs> Miles Hunter. Miles Hunter. <laughs> Miles Bridges. Let's go. Mm. Miles Teller. That guy. 
Oh, you said Lance. Speaking of, we'll give Lance a quick shout-out. So, Lance <laughs> is my younger brother, and we were watching football before we went to the tailgate yesterday. Great gumbo. Cooked a great pot of gumbo for us. So, Unreal. Lance, if Thank you're you listening, Lance. I don't think he listens to this yet. He's not really supportive. Nope. But yeah. um, appreciate your gumbo, Lance. Always appreciate that. Thanks. Um, Thanks. It saved him for the post game. Yeah. Um, I would say score. I'll go 38-7 again just to keep the trend with last <laughs> week. And yet again, anyone you that wants to give a me a Capri Sun, yeah, if you want to give me a free Capri Sun or any other beverage if I nail that. And then I'll go – I'll say Will gets one drive in the second half and then he's done. Again? Oh, second oh, half. I thought you said second half. Oh, yeah. I was going oh, yeah, to say. I, was about I thought to say. you just copied me. No. I was about to yeah. be like, nope. No plagiarism on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so What's the score when he comes out? Uh, 24-0. Okay. I don't know. I, I think uh, – I mean, Kentucky's going to win big. It's going to be like probably what? Like, I'm going to go 48 – I'm going to go 48-13. Uh, Will Levis finishes the third quarter. Or, no, no, hold on. He's going to go until he has 399 passing <laughs> That's That's when it is. I don't know when it will be. It could be first quarter. It could be fourth. That's his cutoff is right then and there. If You think if uh, if the the sideline reporters said to Mark Stoops before the game against Chattanooga that um, if Will Levis gets 100 yards, would you eat a banana with a peel on? You think he'd pull him before the 100 yards? He wouldn't start him. Depends on who he would play. <laughs> he wouldn't play him. <laughs> He wouldn't put he's, he's a, Look, he's a man doing what he has to do. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it was it was great having Will in here. I, I love coming in here and doing these every week for you guys. Coming in here with Max and Miles has been an absolute blast, and we're going to keep it going. The NFL season has kicked off, so I think we're going to go downstairs and, and watch some ball. But yep. um, absolutely great having Will on. Kentucky versus Chattanooga next week. Kentucky's 2-0, and probably ranked. Season's looking good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to more weeks and more episodes. But yep. that's been it for Con- this edition of the Pin and Deep. Continue to retweet us Please. to win the imaginary yeah. bowl. The imaginary quote, yeah. quote. And, and yeah. always download, subscribe, and start leaving reviews on yeah. Apple if you want to. Yeah. Good Comment ones, away. please. Comment all, away. All, all feedback will be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this has been another edition of, of Pin It Deep. For Max and Miles, I'm Brent. Thanks for listening. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Thanks. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous